0: Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more, and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence.
1: Welcome to
2: The Baldcast. A production of John Bald Baldface Truth.
1: Back to the Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game.
0: I was making fun of Jack Coletto yesterday, because he did the interview with us on Tuesday. I don't know if you caught it. Jack Coletto's Italian, okay? Makes his grandmother's sauce, like I'm Italian, I know my grandmother makes a, spa, a sauce too, but he, I asked him for a uh, restaurant recommendation in Corvallis, and he gave us pastini, okay? It's a chain. He acted like he was surprised to know that it was a chain. You know, like you knew the chef there or something. Now, Jaden Grant joins us every Thursday, courtesy of your local Jamba Juice. I got to ask Jaden Grant what his go-to is if you're rec- re- you know recommending a restaurant. Where what do you tell people to go <laughs> in Corvallis? Man, Could be a hole in the wall. Could uh, be a this... sandwich shop. What do you like?
1: Okay, I right. first I just want to say this is probably the toughest question that you ever asked me. Uh, <laughs> No, I know, This is This is a struggle. I know. Um, but, I mean, like you see, you, you, you ain't got much outside to change. You know, you know. got the Chipotle, Codoba, <laughs> yeah Subway on Monroe, <laughs> uh, Jersey Mike's on Monroe, a Bowen Vaughn, a Burgers is burger. It's pretty solid. It's how, about,
0: how about all of the uh, the American Dream pizza place?
1: See, I really like American Dream. I like that type of crust and that, that type of pizza, but a bunch yeah. of my teammates don't like it.
0: Hmm. All right. I asked Coletto, I expected he was going to give me, like, some great little Italian place I never heard of, and he says, oh, there's this place called Pastini. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what?
1: Come on. Yeah, I mean, it feels like one of those special places out here because, yeah. you know. I it know. he's not that great.
0: Okay. Well, we got to open a restaurant. That's our next thing. Uh, Jaden, yeah. you're looking at Cal on film, man. You have Cal this week. What do you see uh, from the Bears?
1: Uh... Definitely uh, uh, definitely not the, the cow that I'm, I'm used to playing as far as the uh, scheme. They're definitely throwing the ball a lot, um, getting in open sets, and they have some dynamic guys on the outside and in the slot as well. Um, and then when you look at their running game, um, you know, being so open, sometimes those runs are busting free. They got a really good freshman back, uh, Ott, who's, um, you know, really impressed me on tape. So just like, like every single other week, you know, this is Pac-12. Um, and you're going to get a challenge, and you're going to play playmakers every single week. Uh, so another nice. one of those games, and we're we're looking forward to it.
0: I thought you guys, as a secondary, played really well last week against Washington. There was you guys, uh, you know, you were in coverage often. It looked like the scheme you were playing, as you were dropping a whole bunch of guys, so there wasn't a lot of pressure on Michael Penix. But as a secondary, I felt like you guys played really well. How did you feel as you looked at the film?
1: Well, obviously, we were just disappointed. Um, you know, when you lose a game, nothing good that you do, do really, really matters, um, especially in the moment, like after a game. Um, so I think that, you know, the Washington game, there's was definitely some back-and-forth plays. Um, I think that it was, you know, a case of, you know, good competitors going against one another. You know, they had good receivers, we had good DBs. Um, but ultimately, if you want to be elite, you know, which we believe we are and, and, and it should be every single week, then uh, you can't hurt yourselves. And uh, we, we've done a little bit too much of that this year. Mm-hmm. Which would really, you know, change from you know having these great games to to elite games. Um, so yeah, that, that's our biggest thing is is um, you know want to walk away from games and the only damages that we took are are the ones that they earned, not uh, not anything self inflicted.
0: You you'll get a limited number of times to play at Research Stadium. You got this week. You go on the road next week. You'll have a home finale in against Oregon on the twenty sixth. But you got two more shots at Research Stadium. What does that mean to you as a guy who's been there for that long to, to play two more times in front of that home crowd?
1: Man, I, I haven't even thought about it like that. I, I kind of did that whole thing in my head last year where it was like you know riding the bus to the senior night it was emotional and whatnot. So uh, for me, I, I'm sure it all hit me. You know, once we once we get those uh, get get into those moments, I'm like, dang, you know, last one in research. Or, you know, even second last one in research. But, uh, you know, right now I'm, I'm just locked in into you know, the X's and O's and, and uh, figuring out what, what we'll have to do to, uh, you know, come out victorious.
0: Have you, when you guys look at film, you probably have seen that they will play their freshman a little bit. They played him at the end of the Oregon game. He gives them a little different look. How are those two guys different when you look at Plummer versus maybe the freshman that they play occasionally?
1: Uh, from from the few from the few snaps that I have seen him on, on film, um, you know he, he seems solid. He seems seems mobile. He he can make all the throws. But from Plum, as far as Plummer, I, I actually think he's 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 real good from from watching his film. Uh, we played him last year at, at Purdue as well. Mm, I mean, right. know, he made some good throws that game. But um, even even just on film, like the way that he plays, he, he looks very confident uh, back there. It looks like he knows exactly where he wants to to go with the ball. Um, Kind of moves like a, like a veteran back there. Is uh, it's what you expect to see? And then you know he also has good anticipation of, of routes and you know throwing the ball before the receiver even breaks through, which is also always tough uh, to defend.
0: You're going to get some good weather. It's not going to be raining. It's not going to be windy like it was uh, last uh, Friday when you played. But you know it looks like it'll be clear and cool and uh, a good night for football. Do you like it like that, or do you like it you know a little uh, a little uh, adverse, or does it even matter to you?
1: Um, uh, it doesn't matter until you're like on the sideline and you're a little bit cold. I mean, you're like, <laughs> <all right." laughs> uh, it could be a little bit warmer out, but, uh, no, nah, like we thought last week, we thought it was, it was going to be extremely cold. Uh, and I'm sure it was for the people that weren't, you know, on the field, Yeah, but, um, it, it's really not that bad. Um, you know, any condition when you're moving around like that, you always stay warm. It's just like when you get to the bench, like, ah, oh, dang. But, you know, we have those, those nice, cool uh, little heat machines, so yeah. it's all good.
0: You know, it's uh, it, it, during the pregame, I went down on the field last week in, at, at Seattle, and your punter was punting, and he was punting from the hash. The, he was on the left hash, and he punted, and the ball blew into the stands. I've never seen a ball blow like 30 yards over the bench into the stands like that Um when you were on the field, did it feel windy in those conditions, or just that that all get tuned out because the game starts?
1: Well, honestly, I think that I think we got lucky because I think that the wind really like stopped right kind of right before the game. Because when we first went out there to go warm up, like it was almost blowing guys over. It was crazy. I never really felt <laughs> some wind like that. Like you can jump up, jump straight up and down, and you're you're gonna land a few yards back or forward or whatever direction it was blowing. So it was definitely crazy. I, I was looking forward to it. Like, oh, this is going to be a wild one, you know, trying to throw the ball. But wind win kind of died down before the game, which was good. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the win was real for sure during warm Jaden Grant
0: is with us, joins us every Thursday, courtesy of uh, your local Jamba Juice. Uh, this season, um, you know, you have an opportunity to do something you didn't do last year. I mean, you can win more games. You can go to a better bowl game. You could even get to ten wins. You're sitting at six and three. You have three regular season games. You have a bowl game. You have a chance to get to ten. Did you guys set some goals? Have you, as a team, have you talked about, hey, what's out there still for you guys, or how much week to week are you, or you know, mindset wise, help us, you know, with what you guys are thinking?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's the good thing about you know being on the same page as far as being process oriented because. You know, whether you win or whether you lose, the process stays the same. You know, you don't focus on the the end result, which is a win or loss, but you focus on all the little things it takes to do to get the result that you want. And so for us, you know, regardless of what's in front of us, regardless of what game we're projected to, whatever it may be, you know, we're going to stay process-oriented, and that's, you know, snap-in, day-out, day-out. I mean, day-in, day-out basis, snap-in, snap-out basis, you know, making the most out of every single opportunity you get on and off the field, you know, to better yourself and ultimately help you achieve your goals. So no no type of uh, rekindling and saying, you know, hey, guys, this is our goal now or, or this, is that. You know, we're just sticking to the process and really just man-to-man trying to get the most out of each other.
0: You uh, you know, I, I know that, you know, like a Thursday night, a Friday night, it starts to gear down. I think the coaching staff kind of takes a light Thursday night. As a, as a player – you probably want, you know, you think football a lot of the week, but do you take a mental break on a Thursday night or, you know, because that's the night where the coaches go, hey, they go with their families or they go to a movie. What is Jaden Grant doing on, like, a Thursday night?
1: Thursday nights are, yeah, the best for sure because you got practice early and then usually you don't have class or whatever. And then you'd have no meet- you don't know, uh, PM meeting. So, you know, usually guys take. Take this opportunity, you know, nap or whatever. Uh, for me, on Thursdays, like that's my that's my day to play the game. <laughs> like mm. get on the game play the game when after I'm done watching film or whatever. And then every Thursday night, me and uh, my roommate Alex Austin and whoever else joins us, we watch uh, we always watch a, a game of whoever we're facing really Thursday nights because we don't I mean yeah.
0: So, you, so you like you won't watch Thursday night football. You'll you'll watch one of Cal's games from earlier in the season.
1: No, we'll watch Thursday night football and then yeah. after Thursday night football, we'll turn on cows cows can't want them. Interesting.
0: I like that. All right, who do you like tonight? Falcons. Uh, Falcons. Panthers. Ooh,
1: I'm gonna go with. Uh, who, who's the, is, is Mariota still the? Uh, yeah, Mariota.
0: The yep, yep. Mariota quarterback. I'm
1: gonna go, I'm. Gonna, I'll go. I'll go with the Falcons.
0: I think you're right. All right. Hey, I'll see you at the stadium. I will be there. Uh, good luck to you guys. Keep doing what you're doing, and I appreciate you joining us.
1: Uh, thank you very much, as always, for having me.
0: There he is, Jaden Grant, Oregon State team captain. He gets better and better every week. I still think we need to open a restaurant. I think we, I think, I think th- this is what has come of this is that uh, we need uh, a non-chain restaurant in Corvallis, uh, so that we can say this is our go-to. All right. That's the mission. Coming up, the big splash, and then at 4 o'clock, you'll want to be here. Softy from KJR in Seattle. I don't know what he's going to say, but he will lose his marbles over this Washington-Oregon game. Leave it right here.
1: Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano. Peter Sampson is up next with The Pulse from 6 to 7 on 750 The Game.
0: I got a lot of support on yesterday's show. But I did not ask Judah Newby what he thought of my predicament yesterday, whether or not it made me a bad person. Judah, you ready? Was it the? Where were you? The dentist office? Where yeah, yeah. They? I want to give you. I want to no. set the scene though, because you, you might have some listeners who didn't tune in either. But you, you, the basic and don't be afraid to say like, "Hey, you were out of line," because Anna pretty much did when she came on the show and she said, "Hey, you were out of line." But um, I went into the dentist office. It was a brand new dentist. We switched dentists, and. Uh, I understand there's a certain level of building patient rapport and all that stuff that happens, and you got to fill out new paperwork, insurance, whatever, and uh, it's fine. But I don't like the small talk. I don't like a lot of chit chat, <laughs> and and uh, and again, like, look, I'm not the dental assistant. Maybe the dental assistant that's how they pass the day, a lot of chit chat. But the dental assistant started asking me questions and. I answered a couple of them. They were just kind of small talk questions, you know. Where do you live? How long have you lived here? Are you married? Do you have kids? You know, what size shoe do you wear? All this, you know, it's just all this stuff. Okay, and so I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I uh, pretty much turned to her at one point, and I just said, "Hey, not trying to be rude, but I'm not really comfortable having a bunch of personal questions." You know, can we, uh, let's move the x-rays along here kind of thing. And then I st- I apologized. I said, hey, I'm not trying. I, it's nothing that you did. I just, you know, I'm trying to lay low here. And uh, it was kind of like when you're in the Uber and you don't feel like talking to the Uber driver. Or maybe you're getting a massage. You don't want to have a deep conversation with the masseuse. Or I don't know if, if you're in the barber chair. Does this happen? The barber talk to you. You make small talk the whole time. Uh, sometimes you just want to kind of sit quietly. And I was okay sitting quietly as I'm getting x-rays. I got stuff in my mouth. Like, let's not – so Anna had an appointment later in the day, same dental office, and she had an extended conversation with the assistant who asked her, hey, are you okay with answering questions? Your husband said he wasn't comfortable with it. <laughs> so Anna was like, one Canzano has to be nice. The other one can be a jerk. And I was like, I wasn't a jerk. I was – I was apologetic. I told her, I'm sorry. I just don't feel like having this small talk conversation right now. I'm just, I don't have that filter. Am I a bad person? Go ahead and tell me. That's not a,
2: you're not a great person. (laughs) No, just kidding. Uh, Was it because you
0: were in a bad mood or do you think
2: that you would always behave that way?
0: I don't think I would always behave that way. But part of it for me is the show starts at three and I kind of like to lay low. I don't want to have a bunch of conversations all day long before I need, I kind of need my focus and energy when the mic opens at three. And, and I felt like additionally, I know what she was trying to do. She's trying to build rapport with the patient, but I felt like there's already stuff in my mouth. Like she's taking x-rays and I didn't. And she really wasn't asking me anything real. It was just kind of passing the time, questions like, yeah. "Where are you from? Where did you grow up?" And I was being intentionally vague. I, I was like, you know, nearby. How long have you lived here? A while, you know.
2: <laughs> that's, now that's just that's just kind of being a jerk.
0: No, I don't think I was, but yeah, but I, I got a lot of support. I got a lot of support from listeners. I had people write me. I had a guy who was a correctional officer. Oh, who wrote me later and said part of his job interview, they, they started peppering him with questions because because the inmates are going to uh, give you the questions when you're uh, when you're uh, you know, working that job. Anybody else out there empathize with the small talk that goes on in the course of the day that isn't, just doesn't mean anything? like I'm not saying we should all sit silent, but are, are there some moments where we can sit silent?
2: I, I So most of me agrees with you. It's like I, I, if you're working with stuff in my mouth, how do you expect me to respond to you? You know, I yeah. agree with that. And there are you know, I love the dentist that I go to uh, and, and the hygienist as well. But they are. Yeah, they're trying to build a rapport. But I was like, you guys should do the talking. I'm the one sitting here with stuff in my mouth. But it's all about the delivery, right, and the tone, you know? Like, there, you can you can still be good-hearted about it and be short on your answers. Um, but, again, you were probably trying to get a message across saying, don't talk to me right now. Yeah. I'm not that interested. And, uh, you know, lovely lady probably uh, wasn't picking up on that.
0: I don't know I got a lot of support after the show but I I'm sure like there were your, some people
2: your alternate strategy for next time what, that you were talking about yeah. yesterday you know just making up a new identity and steering hard into that that would be fun
0: yeah I like to say you know what I uh I work for the government I am uh I'm undercover right now uh or I'm a lumberjack that would be a good one what would be the wildest job that you could say you do that would that you know, but then, but you know, the whole marine biologist thing, and you know that George Costanza did on Seinfeld. I don't know.
2: Just say you're part of the mob. Just you're part of the mob. Ken Zano.
0: I uh, yeah no nah, I, I, I don't I think it's too uh, it's too weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I run a club <laughs> called <garbage> Bada Bings. <laughs> okay, that's that's what I do. I run um, pastinis in yeah. Los <laughs> <Dallas. laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, I just think it's uh, you know, and Anna like Anna's so nice. She's the person that goes in and makes all that small talk and does that stuff. I just I'm not built for it. I don't know. Is this a new dentist?
2: Yeah. Okay. That's Brand part new. that's part of it too. You go into anywhere new for the first time, I feel like yeah. this would be the case. You know, you need somebody that you already have a rapport and an understanding with. They know who you are, they know your vibe and all that.
0: But but Stephen, you drove Uber. Give us an idea. Like now on Uber you can check a box that says I don't really want to have a conversation, right? Can't you? Um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't done it for years, but that sounds right. <laughs> it Sounds good. Like, but how did you get the get the hint if somebody didn't want to have a conversation? Was I, that a hard I, thing I, to do? Or
2: no? Like, I usually would let them start, right? Like, I'd be like, "Hey, how are you doing?" They'd be good, and you can even tell from then, like, if they want to talk to you, just by how they respond to you. You know, how are you doing today? Like, are you having a good day? Because sometimes people just straight up ignore you, and it's like, okay, well, they don't want to talk to me. That's fine. But usually I would try to let them start the conversation, and if I did, then i just read off of them how much they wanted to talk.
0: Yeah. Uh, Like, like it
2: shouldn't be hard. Like, when you say, where are you from, around here, like, that should have been like, hey, you know what?
0: (laughs) I'm from nearby. Yeah. Nearby. Nearby, I said nearby. I've lived here a while. This guy doesn't want to
2: talk to me. Like (laughs) so funny.
0: She was – and I told her, though, because the problem is she's asking a question, there's stuff in my mouth, and then I'm waiting and then she's asking another question and then i give the answer and then we wait and so this whole thing was going on i had a lot of time to think between the questions and i was thinking why are we doing this <laughs> why am i not asking her i'm not interrogating her i'm not asking her where she lives and you're I'm a not journalist. asking you know i'm i'm not because i don't like a i think there's part of that that is a little invasive like what does that have to do with your dental care you know like where does it matter and then the second part is, um, <laughs> I know that's jerky, but the second part is, like, I'm not doing that back to you because I would feel weird as a guy peppering a woman who's in that work setting with a bunch of questions about where she lives and if she's married <laughs> and if she has kids.
2: That's totally true. You can't you can't
0: do it the other way because that's creepy. No, it would be creepy. Well, hey, her, where do you live? Friendly.
2: Yeah, that's, where do you live? What's your family How long situation?
0: have you lived there? Yeah. Do you have kids? Are you married? You know, like, and, I, and I'm and I'm being serious here. Like, back in the day when I first started the show, I had a couple of weirdos that that you know kind of latched onto the show. There was one guy in particular who would call and he would leave. He was leaving like threatening messages about my oldest daughter. I played it on air. I reported it to the police, and the guy only stopped doing it because somebody recognized his voice when I played his voicemail message on air. It was creepy. Like, do you guys remember that? Are you, were you guys around for any of that, that voicemail yeah. creeper guy?
2: I, I remember that being something on the show. I don't know if I was involved on the show at that point, but I remember yeah. that being part of it, and that was... Yeah, that was the yeah. kind of the dark side of it,
0: for sure. I have a, uh, a voicemail message that I could play on air, but it's... Uh, I don't think... I don't think it would... I think it would freak some people out. Yeah. But the guy was basically saying... What does your daughter look like? Where does she go to school? And so I get a little, like, even though I talk about my kids on the show and whatnot, I get a little nervous about, like, giving out any kind of information to anybody if I don't know them. And so I told her, I said, look, you know, I'm just not real comfortable. Having this conversation, you know, <laughs> let's talk about the dental stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating.
0: Let's keep it to work, okay? Just, just ask my wife. She'll t- she'll tell And then Anna went in there and just went <laughs> This is where we live. Is, where are you from? Oh, I'm from here. You know? Where did you grow up? You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. We interrupt
1: this podcast with a special announcement from the
0: Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but